helmets. Helmets. Yeah. Your favorite American... helmet to wear yeah. on your head. The American yeah. football helmet. The best American football helmet. Uh, yeah. Um, speaking of the best American football helmet, I was reading today about the last punter to wear a single bar he- um, face mask. Oh, shit. And it was, I didn't Google it just before, um, but this guy, he was playing as, as, as recently as the, uh, his name is um, Scott Player, which is brilliant as a name. I mean, Scott Player. Scott as far Player, as a generic, a generic punter name goes, just like, I mean, that's just a regen name, just so, so generic. Uh, he was the last guy to wear just one bar across his face. And he used to like pull it down so his whole face was out when he was punting and then pull it back up. Uh, I mean, this guy had a huge mustache and it's just like, I, you know, with all of the technology that they have in, in American football, that some guy was still playing with that in the NFL as, as recently as 2007 with just one bar across his face, I think is wonderful. Um, so yeah, that was that helmet news. I read about a man called Scott player who um, sounds like a cigarette company, but is actually a punter and he is a player of American football. If he came up to you in a bar and was like, Oh, what do you do? Well, I'm an American football player and my name is player. You talk, you call him a liar. Uh, but he's not a liar. He's a real man. <laughs> he's not a liar. He's a real man. <laughs> he's a player. And he also played uh, up until 2009 uh, for the New York Sentinels, who are who play in a funny league. I don't know. Uh, the USFL or whatever. Yeah, the United States Football League, which is kind of like, oh, the UFL. No, so not even that. So, yeah, good for him. I respect that. I like it when players uh, keep going or are so shit they have to play funny American football, um, which I'm not sure the listeners know about. What do you know about funny American football? Funny American football? Yeah, so like arena football, there's like uh, yeah. the XFL, Canadian American football. Uh, yeah, Canadian Canadian American football is really fucking mad because it's like it's whole sport. And like I watched like YouTube, uh, I watched some like YouTube videos of like... Um, their ads they have this thing like this is our league and it's like you know they play so instead of playing for four downs for every um they 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 only play for three but they have fewer players on the pitch i think was it more players on the pitch that's that's wild they've got an extra five uh, well 10 yards on the on the field either side yeah right right and and then the the stuff did you know as well it's an older game no way oh well I, i did not know that it is an older game so the well, it, it is slightly. It's not the. Um, it's not that it's older than American football. Um, it's I believe it's the. Um, it's that the Canadian game was. It's kind of can developed sort of simultaneously around the same kind of concept. Um, oh, so right, technically, right. it predates it, but it actually was dated. De, de, like it was actually codified around about the same time um and it's kind of so the first recorded game of canadian football took place in 1861 which is eight years before the first documented american football match which That's is amazing really but yeah i saw this i saw this like youtube um like at one of their ads where they're trying i guess they're trying to get people into it and they're like they had this thing like this is our league and they're trying to Really big it up, but like I know quite a few Canadians. I've never met, and like again, this is the sample size of just like people I've met. 
but all of them when i've asked about it, they're like yeah fucking who watches it like no one yeah I mean, a... <laughs> you, you always and also you get like I, I find like one of the interesting things about watching american football on telly particularly from an english perspective is just how much they're putting on like where these players went to university like even a oh, five-year pro out of like oklahoma it's like it doesn't matter where the guy like got his degree anymore really yeah but like the funniest thing is when there's a guy who's come out of the cfl it, they always say it so patronizingly they're just like yeah. oh my goodness <laughs> well guy. done this guy he played five years for the fucking toronto whatever's the they're called some wait they got funny names I don't, I'm taking the piss out of Canada now. They're called like, so one team is called the Alouettes and yeah. I forgot who they are. So basically, I, I, I was thinking about this, right? That the uh, One of the all-time uh, flops in the NFL draft was Johnny Manziel and he's currently playing uh, fan-controlled football um, in for the uh, FCF Zappers. Who are, and this is some kind of weird league uh, where they, it's like seven on seven in an arena and he's just like, making $400 a week which is wild mm. yeah he played for the Montreal Alouettes in 2018 and then uh, yeah good for him um, we'll the talk about are, the, the team names are way better to be honest like, are they? So, I yeah, don't know so, if Alouettes is uh, well uh, here are the okay keep you know keep your keep your thoughts to yourself cynic because here <laughs> are the team names right the Hamilton Tiger Cats uh, the Ottawa Red Blacks uh, that sounds super fucking racist to my untrained ears, but yeah. I'm sure it's actually based on like some bird or owl or something. <laughs> the Toronto Argonauts, that's a cool name. That's a really good one. That's yeah. a cool name. Okay, the BC, uh, British Columbia Lions, fuck that. That's the same. Calgary Stampeders. That's good. Yeah, I think they had to change it because isn't there a NHL team called the Stampede? Oh, uh, maybe. I don't know, but the, um, the Edmonton Elks. That's great. I love yeah. an animal that you didn't, you wouldn't consider to be like a badass animal. That's why I like the dolphins so much. Yeah, just, just... yeah. Um, the Sasquatchian Rough Riders. Yes. Fucking great. Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Uh, that's a bird, by the way. Um, nice. Which I, I like that. I think that. Do, do you know what the like the thing I think is most shit about um, professional rugby? Um, I really hate how the modern rugby premiership, because they've tried to sort of make, like they've tried to sort of, I think a lot of, uh, if there's any Americans who listen to our podcast, you might be surprised to know that rugby's actually only been a professional sport since 1995. Oh, it's an older game. And as a result, what they try to do is graft modern professionalism on top of a sort of ancient amateur game. And it's not really worked. Um, and so one of the things they've done is they, they've sort of created American football franchise-like names for some of the teams. And I hate it. Like, yeah. I don't, I hate it. Like um, there's ones, I don't mind like Wasps, RIP Wasps, they're no longer a team. Um, but There's a comedian in there, there's a comedian on the scene who played for Wasps. Oh, really? Hmm. Um I'm not, I'm not going to say who yeah. it is because I don't know if it, it's it. <laughs> yeah, okay. If you know somebody who used to be a professional athlete, they're sometimes like, and they weren't really famous. Sometimes it's a bit of a weird thing. There's another ex-professional footballer in the seat. I'll tell you what, this is not <laughs> anyone um, else listening. Yeah, uh, like, anyway, I hate it though. I hate the fucking Bristol Bears. Like, are you serious? The, do, do you know the most egregious one is the Exeter Chiefs? Yeah. That, I hate I mean, it. Hate it. What, yeah, the, the, the famous um, Exeter um, 
you know native american tribe that comes out of there unless there's that's that's what i immediately think about the chiefs i'm sure maybe there are other kinds of chiefs fire chief so uh, here here police here's the maddest thing because so last year they considered changing their logo because of the thing with the washington redskins and all these tedious cunts right who fucking like watch rugby we're like writing in, being like, no, don't, uh, just do woke. We can't like bow down to the woke karate. I'm like, why is your team even called the Chiefs, man? Yeah, you're not like, like attached to it. Also, that's it. Like, you're, that team's been called the Chiefs for like 10 years, maybe 15, right? Maybe more than that. I don't care, right? But it's not like, an, 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 it's not enough time to build fucking heritage, you know? Yeah. Like, why are you attached to this obvious branding? Exit? Why don't you call it X to RFC like it used to be? like an honourable name, or better still, keep the name Chiefs, but make it something at least vaguely related to Britain. So, for example, uh, it could be the Chief, uh, it, the logo, instead of being like an American in a headdress, could be a painting of one of the Iceni tribes. Like, call it like the Exeter yeah, Chariot, or, yeah, so keep the name, or call it something cool like the Exeter Charioteers. Some shit like that. Why the fuck are you called the Chiefs? Like, Saracens kind of get it. You know, like it's their own, like that. It's got its own reason for being called that. Kind of fun. Um, Chiefs, though. Ugh. Leicester Tigers yeah. as well. Fuck off. Well, uh, I mean, this is the opposite of in the in the uh, in American uh, soccer in the MLS, where they uh, try and yeah. force like European style names on their on their like just so they can have something that sounds like a football team, right? So yeah, you've got like teams that just call themselves United. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. You have Absolutely. any form of history when it comes to like the, the teams are called United because there was two, it was like Newcastle East and Newcastle West formed Newcastle United. It's not like so. The one my favorite you, ones, I think you're about to say the one. I'm, I'm my two favorite about. ones are Inter Miami, which yep. obviously they're from Miami and they're just like, hey, Inter Milan's a thing. Let's call ourselves Inter Miami. But the other one is a team that isn't around anymore called Real Salt Lake. Yeah. Like, <laughs> why? <laughs> Like Real means royal in in Spanish or whatever, and like kind of in most of Europe, Real yeah. means royal. And it, a lot I of them know. call it real, though, don't they? In America, they're like Real Madrid. I'm like Real ah. Madrid, as opposed to the fake the Madrid, real Madrid, yes. Very as good opposed boys. to the real Madrid, the fascist Madrid. Yeah, uh. not those guys. Um, yeah, you could get um, like a chief a chief compliance officer uh, to to be your put your logo, um, some kind of guy like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I just think, like uh, avoid all that stuff. Avoid. I think yeah, I think if America, if America wants to be, if America wants to have European football names, it needs to develop like European football tidbits. Like for example, have one club in the, have two clubs in the city, one of which it has for centuries been supported, has for over a century been the the open and active supporter of royalist and fascists, yes, uh, sympathizers, and the other one be the like working men's socialist team, and then yeah, that happens quite both, a lot in the world, yeah. <laughs> and then have both of them be run by like rapacious oil billionaires from the Middle East, and like just go Rather with that, just like. David Beckham. <laughs> they uh they they try and they 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 do a good job. And obviously with America, one of the one of the cool things I love about NFL, and you see this every single week where there's a game happening, it doesn't matter what it is, that the edit of the get stoked video before the games is and then that is just enough is enough to fire you up, even though you're gonna watch like three hours of some really tedious game at the end yeah. of the series. It gets you really excited. And then um 
and then like all of that cool stuff all those videos they try and like manufacture uh excitement which works obviously because all you need is just like a guy being like it was a time of war and then you've got yourself excited but like they've manufactured rivalries in in the mls with um with like portland and seattle uh, the New York rivalry, they call it the, the El Trafico, which I think is quite funny. Like, I don't know if an American came up with calling that the El Trafico. And the, um, uh, what's the other big rivalry? Oh, I can't remember. The actual, the only one rivalry that actually kind of exists, I would say, that has reason to have a, a rivalry in, in the MLS is uh, LA Galaxy have a rivalry with San Jose Earthquakes. And the reason why they have a rivalry is they're relatively like you know they're in the same state fine but over the over the years a bunch of like they're the big money you know la galaxy was the big money and the big successful team for so long they would literally pay all the stars and then they would like like ruin their contracts and they would get them out so like the big famous one is landon donovan made the big move and and over and then there was a huge couple of games they played fine that's a rivalry but you've got you've got lads in portland just starting on people who were wearing like seattle's shirts because they've seen like green street or the football factory and they're thinking oh yeah let's start ourselves a little firm that's very uh, funny to me it is very funny but good for them anyway let's talk about real football let's talk about american football the 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 gridiron before we do that before we do that and i'm going to put some like sad music on this uh, i want to just say RIP to a real one. Britain's shortest ever serving prime minister and NFL fan, Liz oh. Truss. Yeah. She's one of us. We may not like her. Yeah. We may not like her politics. She's one of us. That I mean, I can't fundamentally. I can't think of a single other pres- uh, prime minister, president, pres- prime minister of the UK I've ever seen wearing an NFL shirt. The the perpetual loser. Liz Truss, it's so funny to me that she's a fan of the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. How does that even happen? How does that even happen? Been, Rishi Sunak been, has American, or had American, Rishi Sunak and Boris Johnson. Um, no, sorry, he doesn't have American citizenship. He has a green card. Um, Boris, Boris Johnson, Johnson had American, yeah, he had American citizenship and he had to give it up to be prime minister. Um, and that is like neither of them have professed any interest in American sports whatsoever. Liz Truss is is a confirmed Cleveland Browns fan. And then she lost her job as prime minister. Uh, and she, she sat down with a little glass of wine and she listened to the new Taylor Swift album. Also, she's confirmed Swifty. She listened to the new Taylor Swift break, breakup album where Taylor Swift is in her 30s talking about a breakup once again. She had a little glass of wine, and then she saw the Cleveland Browns fall apart. Yeah, as, as she does probably every Sunday. Uh, that's probably why. There was probably some big uh, politics thing that happened, and she was too busy uh, watching Nick Chubb. Probably has Nick Chubb. Give him, give him a ring. She was honorary, too... uh, well, she can't do anything now, unfortunately. She was too busy, <laughs> she was too busy the dog pounds. To fuck it. Yeah, yeah, dressing up in a hilarious, a hilarious outfit. That's the, yeah, that's why. That's the like shitty fairy. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's ridiculous that Liz Truss is a, is a Cleveland Browns fan. I mean, I can't believe it. Um, it's it's so perfect. Yeah, but no. yeah, 
So let's start there. Let's start with the Cleveland Browns versus the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens back to winning ways, uh, despite no. their best efforts <laughs> to lose right. that game. Wrong. Like they are not back to winning ways. And I'll say this as a Ravens fan, don't trust them. The Ravens, so the Ravens are basically, uh, and this is a this is actually a little theme that I said about last. Uh, there there aren't actually that many good teams at the moment in the NFL. I think there's three. Yeah. I think it's the Chiefs, the Bills, and the um, the Giants. Oh, mm, maybe. Well, the the uh, the Eagles as well. Oh, sorry. Fuck. Sorry. There's. I think there's four. There's the Chiefs, the Bills, the Eagles, and the Giants, who are like nailed on, gonna do well. Yeah. There is now that you might well you 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 can I think you can present to me a lot of arguments. There are a number of teams beneath them that are good. And I will say that I agree on their day, but every single team underneath that isn't convincingly good, in my view. I think every single team beneath them has very obviously massive holes in them. Um, and, they, you know, like, the Ravens, though, are looking shaky. Like, I don't think that that, that game showed us anything about the Ravens that suggests anything that we didn't already know. So I don't think, for example, that... The Ravens, like the Ravens fans, will tell you that we could easily be, uh, we could easily have won every single game so far. Oh yeah, definitely. And that's true, but we haven't. And the thing is, so last year, Detroit could have won, were within a score of winning most of their games, and they had one of the worst records in the league. Um, the, the Ravens are just not convincing. Like they don't seem, they don't seem convincing. Their passing game is not good. And by the way, this is Lamar is supposed. This is this is his career year. Like he's backed himself to like get the biggest. Con- he turned down something like the third biggest contract ever offered to anyone. And I think, as we discussed, gambling wise, if you're a gambler, you're probably right. He's probably he's taking a rational decision in his view to do it. But I'm not 100% sure it's working. The thing is that Ravens don't have anyone else. So they're going to pay him. But like, he's not demonstrating in the last few games. He's had a run of, basically, he's had a run of games on the trot where he's not really been very good. And you can, we don't seem to have a good receiving core. The Ravens never have a good receiving core, though. And I, I sometimes, and I will say, I think that there's a common denominator there. Uh, uh, I think there is. I don't think the Ravens know how to effectively use wide receivers and historically don't. Like, I think that they have rarely had a good core of wide receivers. Even like, so under the Joe Flacco years, um, Lamar passes to tight ends more than anyone else. But actually, if you go back to Joe Flacco, we use tight ends really heavily too. Um, and then you see other receivers kind of go to like play with the Ravens and then go elsewhere and do pretty well. And you're like, oh, well, fine. Uh, yeah, that it's just a, it's just something to something to put out there that the Ravens don't. The Ravens tend to use a very simplistic, um, like with with Flacco, we used to use an offense which is called the air raid offense, which is like a very uses a lot of verticals and things like and screens. Um, 
and you do a lot of dumping off to like tight end and running back. So we'd have a tight end who, who's a good pass catcher and a, and a running back that was a good pass catcher and do a lot of checkdowns and have and then just have the vertical game. Lamar's offense is not simple, but the complexity is all about the complexity is less about who the pass is going to and more disguising what you're going to do. So it's more about like it's not like every player's play action, but it's more about it's more about like working out that they don't know what whether a run or a pass is going to come, and they also don't know from what point of the field the run is going to come, which is really rare for a to have to play against. So like regular season, season it can be really hard to practice for. Um, but like the actual passing is like pretty much when you look at it, it's just bunched receivers and verticals, and then like a guy crossing that's kind of it it's very weird yeah i mean the thing is you got like that that i i quite the, the browns team with nick chubb and kareem hunt and brissett was, was uh 250 uh, 258 yards um which is enough and then they got 20 points it's just i think that the wow just looking at this right so lamar had 120 yards passing yeah which That's is ridiculous. Bad. That's yeah. bad. I mean, in fan, what's weird about the Ravens is that um, the the stats rarely now the 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 the, the, the sort of little the, the little qualifications the stats don't always tell the, the story with Lamar. Like he rarely has. Sometimes you'll see a game and you're like, wow, Lamar like lit it up, and then you look at it, he passes for like 190, 200 yards, and you're like, fuck, what? But then you'll see that he ran like a hundred, and what it is is that his he will do like a couple of spectacular passes, move the chains, and then score loads in the red zone. Um, this year, we're not scoring a lot in the red zone. Um, that was his 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 MVP year. We were scoring in the red zone, and the other thing, the main difference about his MVP year, honestly, was that what would happen is the Ravens would like score a couple of times. And then be absolute, and then you just wouldn't be able to get back on the field because they'd run so effectively, they'd chew up all the clock and keep you off the field. That's just not happening this year. The Ravens aren't finishing the games, and that was like their whole the whole reason this team was kind of felt during the regular season so unstoppable that it was almost inevitable was that they could do that, and they're not. So, well, you know, four and three. You got to play Cincy twice, I think. Um, and we're still fine. Like we'll get the playoffs. I'm just, I don't think they're convincing. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, that's that's one of those things. I think now we're in the bit of the season where where records start to like kind of kind of form up a little bit because I think mm. Browns are okay. Um, they've lost five games. I think they're better than the Steelers, who the Dolphins beat. Um, not again, not convincingly, but you know, the return of two is a big deal. Uh, they, they, they. I think we had three picks or something. Uh, I, I had a nightmare about Trubisky coming back, and getting all angry with me for calling him a, a carpet, um, carpet factory worker. And yeah, but the Dolphins won back at. I mean, Dolphins are four and three. Um, I'm, I think now that's starting to look a little bit fair if you think about how much injuries they've had. Uh, you know, I think their Dolphins. 
potentially look stronger at four and three than the Ravens look at four and three. I, no, I think the Dolphins. I'm I'm very. I watched the Dolphins, and weirdly, the score doesn't tell the whole story of that game. I think that the Dolphins were playing with a little bit of optimism. They kind of look kind of fun, you know. Um, That's how I think the whole point with this guy with um they with uh, McDaniel. No, but we were in Miami because we were we were wearing our throwback gear because it was the anniversary of the perfect season. Well, I uh, just think that yeah, I think the Dolphins. The thing is, like the tour injury was bad, and it definitely gave the Dolphins a knock. It's great that he's back, two hundred sixty-one yards, good. Yeah, I mean, also if you think about like one crazy, crazy thing is, regardless of the fact that tour has been out for three weeks. Uh, 700 what 71 yards uh Tyreek Hill's caught for which is on track for a record setting season mm. with like Skyler and uh Teddy throwing him really really badly i think that yeah that's that's exciting whether or not we can actually get three turnovers on defense every single week is another matter because uh, i just think they're really uh, just quite silly um well we'll see when it comes to the dolphins so um, there are two big and funny losses this week. Yes, and that was the, uh, the actually quite a few, quite a lot of the big teams lost this week. So like the Packers lost to the Commanders. The Packers are no longer a big team. Um, no, they're bollocks. But the big and funny losses are the Buccaneers and the Patriots. Should we do which one? Should we do first? Let's do the Bucks first because I find that one to be funnier. Because yeah. of all of the things that came together for them to like, so just before the game, I basically earlier in the week, um, McCaffrey, Christian McCaffrey, all star, one of the all time great when he's healthy running backs, play for the Panthers, their star guy gets traded. So the Bucks yeah. are going like, oh, these were our rivals. We're going to beat them. And then they don't even have their, their star guy. And they can go I also, in. can I just also, just for, for the listeners' benefit, why would you trade away your best player? So the reason that you do that is yes. basically the ownership of the team looks at where they're at and just goes, fuck this. We're not, it just goes, basically goes, it's kind of, it's all, it's at this stage of the season, it's you're throwing in the towel. You just go, look, we're not going to get anywhere this season. Fuck it. And so what you do is you get rid of them and try and, and you'll trade them for as many and as good draft picks as you can so that in future you have more picks for future players. Yeah, like, so they're kind of rebuilding now. Yeah, the NFL has really narrow windows for you to build a team around. So they can't let him run out of his contract. It's about, a, um, they can't let him finish his contract or get injured or anything. It's about obtaining value now. So if they get rid of him now, they can get a bunch of picks. Weirdly, they traded him to the 49ers who don't seem like a team who need him, but whatever. Like, no, they um, look good now. I think they're like, you know, I think they've got what it takes. Not this season, obviously, with Garoppolo, but like, that offense is now pretty, pretty stacked. Um, yeah. So, were it not for were it not for their their QBs like horrible injury, I think they're basically trying to do what the Chiefs did, like build a really stacked team for a young guy to step into. But um, yeah, I like. Yeah. I mean, so so he's so that's Trey Trey Lance. Yeah, talked about he was an a, an old NFL player. They've got uh, DU Samuel who's wild quick, Ayuk, a wide receiver, George Kittle, and then now Christian McCaffrey. That's a proper, that's a proper offense. Yeah. And then you got like Nick Bosa. Like, they're a good team, the, the 49ers. But 
They're on the West Coast, so I don't know anything about them. <laughs> I, I know a bit about them. They're a great team. Um, I like They'll go as far as Garoppolo will take them, which is close but no cigar. Three and four. I mean, anyone can win the NFC West at this point. Like Rams, I think, are bollocks, but they're coming off a bye week, so that should be good. Mm. Uh, and then I want to talk about the, the Seahawks a little bit later. Um, but yeah, let's keep talking about how fucking funny it is that Tom Brady's bollocks now, because not only did he lose to uh, Trubisky last week, He's lost, he lost to a quarterback called PJ Walker this week. The guy left is, his wife for this. He left his whole family uh, because, um, well, yeah, he wanted to play American football and win uh, another Super Bowl. PJ Walker used to play, as we were talking about funny American football, used to play in the XFL, which is such a fake league. It's gone out of business twice. And uh, it was run by the guy who invented uh, WWE wrestling. Um, and that is... You go from like, this guy is just, you know, if he only ever has one game, 177 yards, two touchdowns against Tom Brady in a three to 21, which is quite a damning scoreline um, of the state of the Bucks at the moment. That, which that, I cannot be happier about. Like, I, 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 don't, I, know, he's the, I know he's the greatest of all time. And I, I, I think it's quite funny how much I, my two sides of my brain are like, I hate Brady because he's a Patriots player and he's just been boring for the, for like the last 20 years. And, and then the other side is me, of me, I'm a Lewis Hamilton fan in the Formula One. And I just think, <laughs> how could anyone hate Lewis Hamilton? What a lovely yeah. guy. Like, he's the greatest to ever do it. And so, but the, the so it's like a, the, the, just both sides of things fighting with me, but just punt after punt after punt after punt after punt. These, I mean, it's so turnover on downs. They are categorically bollocks now. And I think... It's going to take some insane Brady magic to get them anywhere near the playoffs. Uh, I honestly hope they don't make the playoffs. The only way that they're getting in the playoffs is there's way too many teams in the playoffs now. Yeah, and then you just got and to hope NFC that like, Giselle takes you back. Horrible. The NFC is horrible this year. Yeah, so, the NFC's been horrible for ages, and I think it's bullshit yeah. because it's so hard. Is you like? It's so hard to get for the Dolphins to get in the playoffs. They and then there's, get, yeah. there's teams with losing records going in. Telling me, man, as a Ravens fan, right? The So the Steelers are bad this year and the Browns are also bad and may unfortunately not be bad after they get their like devil man back. Um, yeah. But they, they so, but they're, they're like the AFC North is the Bengals, the Raiders, the Browns, the Raiders, the Bengals, the Ravens, the Browns, and the Steelers. Which is just like an unreal, like the thing with the Browns, right? Is that the Browns, even when they were bad, will like fuck you up physically. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, so, and the Bengals, obviously, like the Bengals are starting to, you know, at the start of this podcast where I was like, I don't believe that the Bengals are as bad as they've been for the first couple of weeks. Yeah. They are not as bad. They just, no, they've had a really, this is the second, the second time, this is the second week in a row. Where I've been like, oh yeah, that's that's impressive. So one thing that I think about quite a lot when I'm watching American football, when we talk about the eye test, right? Cool. So yeah, when when I when I watch American football, when, when my my judging of a good team and how how you can tell if a team is is legit or not is is this idea of inevitability and there's because i just watched the patriots so much being a and like such an anti-patriots person just because they play the dolphins twice a year mm. whenever they moved the ball even if they were just kind of even if they were scoring scoring field goal 
even when they punted, you got this inevitability, this idea of inevitability, like it's inevitable they're going to get this third and seven. It's inevitable that they're going to move down the field. And it's inevitable they're going to score. Then let's say when your guys gets through, you get a sack, maybe you get a tackle for a loss on a run play. You're like, oh, that's that's our that's the one that we've done there. We're going to, uh, they're going to stop that. They're going to stop that like from happening again. It's kind of like the Borg from Star Trek. They just mm. adapt. And it was the same thing, the same thing in, in, in the throwing game. You go, oh, cool. It's, well, good example of this was like when the Dolphins came up with the, the wildcat offense and then everyone kind of figured it out very quickly. It was like that, but on a very small scale. And with, with Borrow and with, uh, with them, it's kind of just like there is now an, an inevitability to them. Uh, yeah. It's almost, I'm not going to say it's boring because I mean, the Chiefs have inevitability right. about them, but so, it's yes. wild shit. The, the Chiefs is actually the one I was good at. So the, the, the classic one is when, you, when you're watching the old Patriots, right, is that they would be, you would be winning. Or like if you're, watching, if you're a fan of rugby, when the New Zealand All Blacks were in their fucking pomp, the amount, one of the things that people forget a bit is the amount of time, is the amount of games they were losing in the like 60th minute. Yeah. But it, they, they, would, they would win in the last 20. And there was like an inevitability. You just see the pass. You just see them do their like Superman, like passing around shit that like no one else could really do. Supreme ball control and just focus through the last 20 minutes. And everyone else goes, oh no, fuck, they're doing it again. You know, yeah. same with the Patriots, right? They'd be down like five points, you know, but you'd actually hear the commentators go, uh, start talking about how much they're so yeah, they were so inevitable that uh, that it would be this team a team would be go up in the fourth quarter against them the team and the commentators would just start looking at the clock being like well they're up but they've got two minutes they've got like one and a half minutes that's yeah. not that they needed to have wasted more time to like not give Brady an opportunity to come back because you just knew they'd fucking go on and just march back up the field and score another one and like the Chiefs are like that. Like the, um, I remember like John Harbaugh was talking about playing the Patriots, um, and he basically was just like, "Look, right, they're gonna score a bunch of points, so you have to score more." And the same through of the Chiefs. Like you can't go in thinking you're defending your defenders are gonna shut them out. Like it isn't gonna happen. And there's yeah. that 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 very few te- other teams have that like inevitability to them. Like you see a team go up like twenty one points against the Chiefs. They're gonna score. A, they're still gonna score three. Like that's nothing. They're gonna score three touchdowns in that game. You have to keep scoring. I uh, yeah. I mean the the Kansas San Fran. I mean you know San Francisco are working on it. You mm. know they're they're getting there. Um, oh, Chad Henney got a couple of snaps. That's yeah, nice. Good guy. Yeah, two attempts, no completions, zero yards, zero touchdowns. The old Dolphins. Uh, the old Dolphins guy. Um, oh, he had a uh, he had three minus he had three carries for minus three yards. <laughs> so, what a game! Uh, what a game! So um, they, yeah, the Chiefs are, are ridiculous. Um, and now it seems like Juju Sh- uh, Juju Smith Schuster is taking that number one receiving. Yes. Um, other than obviously Kelsey. But shall we get back to the where we, the bit we were talking about? Which oh is about yeah, <laughs> shit players. Yeah, the shit one. Yeah, let's not talk the about the good players. Everyone knows Kansas City are good. Yeah inevitability there we go yes um but so the shit ones so the the it's funny that they're falling apart and they are falling apart they're falling apart against a team which basically said they fired their um they fired their head coach a couple of weeks ago 
they jettison their star player. They've got fucking some guy from the wrestling as their quarterback. <laughs> yeah. Uh, bear in mind, by the way, they've got two other QBs on their roster uh, who they who they tried to who they tried to get working. Uh, Baker Mayfield of the Cleveland Browns. Oh yeah. Yeah. And That's um, sad. Yeah, I know. Well, not really. Fuck him. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I, I'm just very anti any Browns people, but like, uh, so they've <laughs> they uh, they tried to um, they tried to get two guys going. Um, they tried to get Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield going. Oh, Sam, Sam Darnold's Darnold. a weird guy because I was like, he ha- he's had his brief moments in the sun, but it's just it's never really worked. Anyway, same truth with Mayfield. To be fair, um, neither of them they could get going. So they've just got some like. And they and then some like unknown dude, and they fucking beat up on. They just beat the fucking Tampa Bay Bucks up. Ridiculous. Yeah, um, it's really really good. Um, I'm uh, I'm absolutely. It's just it looks so weird now. But I mean, this is as I said before, this isn't going to ruin his legacy. It's mm. just something. It's just like a little uh, little after dinner mint for everyone who's who's eating the shit sandwich of Tom Brady for 20 years. Yeah. They won 21-3. And again, for any listeners who don't watch American football, it's actually very hard to score that few points. Yeah. Like a field goal, like there will be guys who can knock a field goal. Like quite a lot of NFL kickers will, if they take a lot of attempts, will knock at least one foot, foot uh, field goal in from over 50 yards. It's very hard like to get, to just not even get field goal attempts. Like that's that's a genuinely challenging thing to do that badly. Um, How did they? I mean, Tom Brady threw for two hundred and ninety yards and yeah, no interception. Yeah, yeah. Like this, statistically, this is an this is an impossibility. I think they went for it on a few fourth downs because they were behind already, and then that just fucking stopped. Right. So like, and there were some key fumbles too. Um, you, you'd usually bank on Tom Brady on that fourth down yeah. attempt. Um, speaking of though. So the um, the next one is Tom Brady's old team, the Patriots, who were beaten very soundly by the Bears, who, by the way, are a team that aren't have had very little luck. To be honest, I don't think are very good. I, but, I thought they were shit, and now at three and four, I don't know. Maybe I mean thirty three points. Whew. I don't think they're good. To be honest with you, I don't trust them to be good. What I will say about this is Justin Fields. Their quarterback is a very talented and likable guy who's had a very bad break with his first start with his first like couple of seasons in the NFL. Yeah, um, I think he's very exciting. I think he's very similar to um, uh, to your guy, Lamar Jackson. To Lamar Jackson, I'm just trying to work out when was when what was the Lamar what was the Justin uh, Fields draft like. Uh, so he, so actually, ah. a similar story to Lamar in that he was seen as kind of the number two guy, and then he, there was this sort of weird thing like the week before where he just started falling down the draft. Yeah, that's weird. That does happen sometimes. It does just happen, and it's not really clear exactly why. And then there were like rumors because um, he was seen as like the number two. And remember that the um, both the Patriots and the Forty ers were in the market for QBs. That year, because that that this is the year that Mac Jones got drafted, yeah, and it's also the year that Trey Lance got drafted, 
Yeah, and, and so, Zach Wilson. Yeah. I mean, Trevor Lawrence was always going to go to the Jags. Yeah. But, like, it, that's weird. I mean, I think that basically... I don't know why you would make that decision because like sorry, drafts into sorry. Am I? I'm sorry. I've got a lot of this completely messed up. Uh, so the 2011, he was sorry, 2021 NFL draft. So yeah, he was. So yeah, Trevor Lawrence was drafted first. Yes. So yeah, it was a, a ridiculous draft. Trevor Lawrence drafted first, second uh, Zach Wilson, third Trey Lance, and that's ridiculous. By the way, forget. Bear in mind, this guy. This is the guy that was considered by most to be the number two until like literally the week out. And then, yeah, he was drafted 11th by the Bears. It was very odd. And the Bears like never even like considered, like the Bears were really open. They were like, we didn't think it'd be about. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was a good draft for the Dolphins, obviously. That was Jaden Waddle and uh, Jaden Phillips. That was cool. Yeah, it's really funny because apparently like, you know, this is like this could be the end of uh, of Belichick. This could be like that's it now. Like you, you have to go. Yeah, uh, the time the it always ha- it happens to everyone, and uh, like you, it'll never the the success that he's had will never ever be repeated. And you know, and they're benching Mac Jones and putting in like uh, what's his name, Zap Bailey Zap. Like people are like yeah. wearing Bailey Zap shirts. Like Zap was like absolutely smashing it just and then and then um you know mac jones is really good in alabama like he and he mm. was and and i just think it's it's they need to do a, a, a big rebuild other than i Is don't really know retires he's 70 no he'll do a um he'll go like the director of football job that um bill parcells had mm. Um, I can't remember the name of that exact job. He had some kind of like, um, he, he was at the Dolphins. And he had some bizarre, as an executive. Yeah. So at the Dolphins, Bill Parcells was the executive VP of football operations from 2008 to 2010. A notoriously dark time mm-hmm. in, um, in Miami history. Uh, I think he'll do something similar to that. And he'll just kind of have a, um, a behind the scenes uh, a behind-the-scenes job um, doing something. Probably just he'll be the guy in the, just cutting sleeves off hoodies. You know, he doesn't even know what Madden is. Like, he doesn't believe in it. Like, he's I don't think he's he's built for this, uh, this the 20, uh, 21st century. <laughs> he's just a guy. He's so, he just knows football too well. Um, I think he is a dickhead uh, personally. I don't know. Maybe he's not. Maybe he's really lovely. But apparently he his way of playing is so strict and, and brutal that, like, People leave there, and they never—they've never had any fun. And I think yeah. that's kind of why why Brady's so frustrated is because he's like, "All right, we've had a bit of fun. We live in Florida. We live in Tampa, which is basically like living in some kind of post-apocalyptic, uh, ga- like it is that North Florida, as I've said before, bizarro land." Yeah, let's have let's have a bit of fun. But then then he starts like then they start losing. He's like, "I oh, know we need to get some discipline back." But I think by the same token, like if the Patriots start losing it in any sort of major way, that will also completely fuck them over for as long as Belichick stays. Because it's kind of like, it's a bit like the sort of Mourinho factor in, in football, right? Is it, when it's working, like you take the fact that they're a cunt. Yeah. You know, it's just like, like players, players join the Patriots to win a fucking Super Bowl. 
Like they all knew, like other Patriots players would like tell them, like this is what it's like. It fucking sucks, basically. Like, yeah. you're lo- like, no, it doesn't suck because winning, like, ultimately, in that these guys are, com- are like competitive, sort of martial brains people who are who who want like want nothing else apart from to prove themselves and win in this like highest level of competition. But like, the players will would literally just tell them, like, you fucking, it's like it's like a boot camp. You don't really do anything. It's just this. But they do it because, like, they, you know, they they know that they if they join that team, there's a chance that they'll get a championship. So why wouldn't you? And it's like, even if you're like, you know, only ever used in one of their weird gadget plays, like twice, it doesn't matter. You got the championship. Yeah. So, um, but that like, they're a bit like, I, I, yeah. If they lose in any serious. Way I don't really know what happens. Right, what else we got? We got the Mac, Jets. Mac Jones, yeah. Well, Mac Mac Jones, like got. I mean, Bailey Zap took most of the snaps. Uh, Mac Jones had six attempts, thirteen yards, three yeah. completions, and one interception. I mean, that's yeah. that's sad. Um, yeah, let's. Uh, well, so Who what, else, else? what else are we talking about? So well, I we think... want to talk. We can't go through all of them. All these no. games. Are some of the, like let's go. I want to talk really quickly about Seattle Seahawks. They're legit contenders for the fucking thing. They are. I think at four and three, very, very good. Um, and I really like Geno Smith, who has, before the game the weekend, had two interceptions and he only threw his third one. That puts him at the top of the list with yeah. the elite of the league. Three interceptions in seven games is, is that's like, he's also got like the highest completion percentage yeah. or accuracy. He was 20 for 27 passes. Um Obviously, one of them was a turnover. You've got like an absolutely, uh, you know, Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf. These are dangerous players. I think Noah Fant's a really good tight end as well. Um, I don't know about Marquise Goodwin. He's uh, He was targeted five times and he had five, uh, two touchdowns. But like, I think it's time we take him seriously. This is a Pete Carroll team that might go under the radar for a few people. And as we said before, like you know, the state of the NFC. Yeah, so they could, you know, they 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 should they should be thinking about at least winning the NFC West. Geno Smith, Geno Smith, he is a guy who, just to me, I think is is testament entirely to the fact that a lot of these players are talented. Um, who who don't do that well? Sorry, a lot of these players who don't appear to do that well are are talented, but they don't get the time, and they don't get in with a team that is you know an organization that's managed well, and they don't get with the right coaches. Partly, um, there's no and there's no real the NFL is very inflexible. There's no real way of them like finessing their way out of these things once they once you're in. So it's very, very hard for them. Like he was drafted 2013 by the Jets. He had a, you know, fine-ish season. But you can't have a fine season in the Jets, even though they're shit. You have to be good immediately. No. Those fans. Like he was benched for Ryan Fritzpatrick two years into his game. Uh, He was the backup uh, in 2016. Uh, Then he signed with the Giants. Uh, he's a backup for them. Signed with the Chargers. He's a backup for them. He's a backup for the Seahawks too. For he's been backup for the Seahawks for two years. He's yeah. just hung around and like practiced and kept practicing and kept going. And he's having a great time. 
and like fucking he between he, him and Saquon Barkley have to be the big contenders for comeback player of the year. I think his story is the most is the most fun though. Yeah, because I mean, I think Saquon Barkley could be in for like MVP. You know, yeah. If he keeps going like the way he's going, I think there's no reason why he can't be an MVP. It all really depends on as normal who the yeah. uh, you know who the star QB is this season. I um, will I will tentatively consider the Seahawks being on the cusp of the good the the good four that I've put that I put up, and I will also include the Bengals in that, in as much as they are both trending the right way. Yeah, to join um, the the only thing I will say about Gino right is we are obviously heaping praise on him but what I will also say is that there's not actually that many good QBs this year no. like there's and I, I think it's a trend um, we were talking a bit before recording the podcast and I think what it is is that for all the innovations they bring up in the passing game ultimately they do get found out people do work out new ways of defending people so at the moment there's a big trend for having like um quite small linebackers or having like six defensive backs on the field or having yeah. quite a, and that means that you've got a lot of people to to watch out for when you're passing and there's a lot of a lot of coaches like mike mcdaniels at the giants who really specialize in very creative blitzing to kind of confuse you um and yeah, the days of an Erlacher or a Zach Thomas are over. Yeah, like, yeah. You have to be like you have to be a hybrid uh, defense player now because you're going to basically yeah. be doing just as much blitzing and run stopping as you are dropping back into coverage, particularly is like throwing across the middle. Yeah. So um, a linebacker is used to typically weigh about 17, 18 stone, um, and like they now weigh like. 15 16 stone they're still big but that that is that difference between them being these kind of barrel monsters to being kind of guys that fly around the place um they if I ever played I, nfl if I, if I ever played american football i think i would i would want to be i think i previously said tight end but i think i think one of the coolest positions in the league is a linebacker i think being linebacker. like just because <laughs> i think yeah i think like erlach like my, one of my all-time favorite uh dolphins players is zach thomas mm. um and I just think it's so cool. Your job, you got you, your job is to just just fuck people up. Like it's, it, and I think yeah. it's, it's it's exciting. You're um, like the ultimate enforcer. Like Micah Parsons, who plays for the Cowboys right now, is fucking lit. Uh, Cowboys are another on the cusp of being one of the four goods. Yeah. It's only because it's only because I'm not quite convinced about their situation at QB that I haven't put them in. They they defend. They they have the their Micah Parsons. Is what I, I actually tuned in and had a little look at the um, their long highlights. Michael Parsons is one of the best linebackers I've ever seen, and bear in mind that I watched a lot of seasons of Ray Lewis. <laughs> yeah, Ray Lewis. Yeah, I mean that's that's high praise. <laughs> that's like the best he did. Really, he's very very good. Um, the God, well, yeah. So basically, I just don't think that, and I think because of these innovations, it's actually sort of shut down. Like um, defensive players have learned to play the pass interference flag thing too. Um, yeah, they have. It, like offensive pass interference is so much more prevalent now. Yeah, yeah. And so I just think that, like, I just think that the, um, I just think that what's happened is that teams are finding it a little bit harder to pass. And then at the same time, and maybe there's just not as many, maybe a lot of these big name QB talents that got talked up aren't. Are actually just a bit more average than 
they were when they were being talked up. Who knows? But I also think at the same time, what, we, what we're starting to see is a re-emergence of the star running back or the running back bike or the effective running game. You know, like, well, that's like yeah, the Giants mm-hmm. are the Giants are currently one of the good teams, and that is because they fucking run. Like Saquon Barkley, what they they play it like the seventies. They just keep running, and what's really weird is when you watch those full games of the Giants, is the first quarter you're watching, you're like, fuck, man, Saquon's not having a good game. Uh well, maybe this is the week they fall off but they just keep pounding it. Like they keep going and they just keep beating you up. And eventually the other team kind of collapses. That's mad. Um, I'm looking at the stats there as well. I mean, like yeah. they've got like Daniel Jones had 107 yards of rushing. Yeah. In the so that's out. another thing. Daniel Jones runs like he's a big guy and he runs and Saquon runs. Um, the bills, like even the bills with their high octane pop, actually the bills and the chiefs, the bills and the chiefs pass loads, right? Both Mahomes, both Mahomes and Allen run. Um, They don't really use it fully, but like the Patriots, you know, like when they're playing well, which isn't at the moment, but when they're playing well, they've rebuilt around the run. Um, The Ravens are obviously like the fucking like guys who've really, really just lent into running. But in the 2019 year where Lamar got the MVP, they were kind of the only guys that did it. Um, outside of like Tennessee Titans. Now I think teams are, are because I think because the defensive backs are smaller, because uh, so much premium has been put into positions like um, like defensive end for like sacking the QB. Teams are going yeah. well if we invest in the it's like it's just that constant balance and arms race where teams are going well then we can run now. Yes, um, and I think it's exciting. I don't know. It's just uh, with the the opening up of the the run game particularly in like i think this is why the bills are so scary it's just because they can beat you any way they want like and singletary is really really good at running and mm. they've got uh they've got a offensive line that was basically built to make the running game good no sorry make the make the the throwing game good and all they need to do is just open up like just get their gaps sorted and then the, the running game's there. And that's what happens because everyone sits back and they go, okay, we're going to get thrown on. They leave a bunch of space open and then all of a sudden you don't really know where you're going. Same thing is happening kind of, I think the Eagles similar, similarly very good on the ground. It's, um, yeah, it's, I think it's the return of the run game um, after years of it. That's just because they, they caught up the, the defense, the the arms race, as you said. Yeah, I just think that like, like I think that with, I, I just think that that's a part of it. A uh, fun thing about, um, yeah, like I, I just, I just think that's a part of it. The, the defenders have been geared towards the pass, and so teams are just going, well, we'll do what we can to fucking win. We'll run. Um, the right. What else? What else do? We, is there anything else we want to? No, I co- we covered everything. We covered everything. Uh, the, so yeah, that's basically like the cool things that happened in the game. Are the Jets uh, good? Are the Jets good? No, the Jets aren't good. I think the fucking Denver Broncos are terrible. The Denver They're Broncos are maybe the worst. Jets have five wins, you know. <laughs> yes, I'm scared of that. Well, <laughs> one of them is one of them, they're going to get that third loss at least against the Dolphins when it comes yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jesus, they had like yeah that. Zach Wilson, he had 24 yards rushing as well. Um, yeah, they're not good. I think 16 points against the Broncos is like, that ah, fine. Like, I mean, the Broncos are so horrendous. They're like probably one of the worst football teams in the history of the league. 
Um, uh, and even with two and five, I mean, it's, yeah. You know what's I, so mad is... I don't believe in the Jets at all, by the way. Like, I honestly yeah, believe... Okay. I think the Dolphins... <laughs> I, I think the I think the Dolphins are going to be comfortably the second second in the AFC East, and I don't think the Jets are even going to make the playoffs. Um, I think that if we had played them, if it, I don't want to, if Tua hadn't been hurt, we would we would have beaten them, uh, and that's just. And then they would have been at four and three, at least. You know, it's one of those things. I don't believe the Jets are going to keep uh, are going to manage to keep this uh, this momentum going. Okay. Well, look. You know who the the Broncos are so bad. You know what's mad about them being that bad as well is that forget the Russell Wilson effect. Um, there was a real kind of there was a lot of talk in the prior to this season that the Broncos were essentially one piece away from being like a championship team. Yeah, there was. I remember this because that's the whole thing. They were like they're literally like a piece away. They say that about the Panthers too and their bollocks, right? But like. That everyone's like they're a piece away against from being a championship team, like chat, like fucking really good. And when they got Wilson, everyone was like, so well, not everyone, but a lot of people were saying, there it is, they're going to be really scary. And it's completely failed. Like the team is not good. And no, I don't. And they got Brett Ripon, who the fuck he is now. He's playing. The team I is just not think they good. Needed, like. like I don't understand. You know, the thing is they can't even tank because they don't have enough like star players to send away for draft picks. And they've also given up loads of draft picks for, um, for yeah, Wilson. They're, so they're in a lot of trouble. And I, and, and I feel bad for Lewis Hamilton because he bought into it at exactly the wrong time. Probably yeah. John Elway is just like, he still gets, he still runs out on the field every day, just saying, waving at everyone. But um, yeah, Denver, this, I mean, at least they have legalized cannabis there. Um, what else? Oh, yeah, I, that's it. I, I, that's all of all the stuff for week seven. Um, looking ahead to week eight, uh, there is some cool games, including hopefully a big Dolphins win with uh, 400 yards passing from Tua, all every <laughs> single one of those yards to Tyreek Hill uh, when they play the Detroit Lions. Uh, yeah. So fingers crossed that is like the big the big return. Um, I I like the, the um, Eagles are going to win again. There's not actually, the Titans versus the Texans, so it's the 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 big T um, rivalry. Uh, there's not. I do uh, hope that the Ravens don't fucking fall apart against the Bucks. I'll tell you what, the, an interesting game is going to be. Uh, I like Giants Seahawks because it's like the two. The two funny stories of the league of these two teams. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's going to be six and one Giants. Come on, that's that's fucking awesome. Um, and then Panthers Falcons. Uh, then none of these are good games. This is this is an atrocious uh, an atrocious week. Jets Patriots. Nobody cares. Um, but then uh, Packers versus the Bills on the, is the Monday night game. Sorry, the Sunday night game. Bengals Browns the battle of the orange teams right. in monday night yeah fine, fine. I t- we, we said this a couple of weeks ago you get to you get to week eight and until like once we get closer to thanksgiving and then the end of the year it gets better but we're in the we're in the boring bit now so once again and speaking of boring i'm gonna throw a game out to you that i think is quite interesting and i'm gonna watch it just to see if it changes my opinion on something yeah and that is i'm gonna watch on sunday i'm gonna watch the vikings versus the cardinals yeah, that'd be interesting. That was because the Cardinals did really well this week. 
They did, but they did very well on defense. Their, their offense, yeah. I think they had like three like, def, like defensive touchdowns. Like it was, and but most of those points were on the other side of the ball, which is weird. I'm going to watch it anyway, because you know how I was like, look, there's like four good teams and fucking like everyone else has huge holes in them and sucks, really. And then I sort of mentioned that oh, maybe I'll put these two teams in. Do you know who I never talk about? The Vikings. Yeah, the Vikings. They're just boring. They're a boring team doing boring stuff, and they've only lost one game this year. Now, well, they lost against the Dolphins. Uh, sure sorry, they lost. They they beat the Dolphins very comfortably with yeah. uh, without Tua. Um, they 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 they've only lost a single game. They the game that they lost was against the uh, Eagles. That's it. They've, wow. They've yeah, had maybe... quite an easy schedule. They had the Packers, and everyone thought, "Oh, that thought it was going to be hard." The Packers are bad this year. They had the Lions, they've had the Bears, and they've had the Saints. I don't, I don't know. Like, I just don't. I don't in my head, and maybe I'm definitely wrong about this. I'm definitely wrong in my head. They're a really average team, but they're five-one. You can't. Kirk, in my head, Kirk Cousins is the definition of an average guy. Yeah, I don't feel like Kirk Cousins is the guy. They're, Jefferson's like the best receiver in the league. Though, I bet they fucking. I bet they fucking just end up in the Super Bowl. I don't. Yeah, I hope not. I just. I mean, that wouldn't be. I just don't want to see them in the Super Bowl. Like that's not a team. That's not a game I'm excited about watching. Mm. But then I guess Minnesota fans would probably be hilarious. So yeah, good for them. Um, yeah, I think. Yeah, that was. I think this is going to be a bit of a monster, to be honest. So uh, I've got, I've got one more thing, which is the NFL player name of the week. My, my suggestion is Panthers tight end uh, who got flagged for, um, uh, he got flagged for unnecessary roughness. A guy called Chris Manhurts. Uh, so oh. his, his, his name is Manhurts, and his job is to hurt man because uh, he's a, he's a tight end. And I think an American footballer with a name of the thing that you do is worth. NFL player name of the week. NFL player name of the week. Thank you very much. Chris Manhurts. All Chris right. Chris Manhurts. Right. Nice one. Thanks very much, um, guys. See you later. Bye. See ya.